Okay, welcome to this week's episode, the 100th episode of BusinessWise. Uh, this is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system. Discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. And being as this is our 100th episode, I thought we would do something a little bit different. And what I'm going to present to you, and I don't know how long this is going to take, I'm going to try and keep it to the usual 20, 25 minutes, might be a little bit longer, but I'm going to provide you a checklist. Now, many know me uh, amongst my membership as the king of unheeded and unasked for advice. Not to say that people don't heed the advice eventually. A lot of times my members will tell me later, gosh, I wish I'd listened to you, you know, four years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, six months ago. But uh, yeah, uh, it's very hard for anyone to uh, communicate with us at Wise East US and not get some direction with regards to Mr. Hubbard's works. In fact, it's one of our services for Wise members is what we call the policy referral service so that our members can call us anytime, preferably during the day, though I've been known to, we've been known to answer our phone at night, but it's uh, ask for, you know, what of Mr. Hubbard's works or what article from Mr. Hubbard would be appropriate for this situation. And we always provide that. We've gotten pretty good at that over the years. So sometimes we're asked for advice, but if you call us, you're probably going to get advice anyway. And it's just kind of part of our nature. And I thought for the 100th episode, I would list out the checklist more or less in sequence of 28 things uh, that you might call are our most common offerings in the way of advice. And I would say this would make a pretty good checklist. In fact, uh, if you're interested and want to write me at the end of this, info at wiseeastus.org, I can pretty this up and formalize it a bit. I give you some references. And um, I also reference earlier episodes of Business Wise, which extrapolate on each of these 28 points I'm about to go over with you. But these are these are just a list of 28 things, more or less in the sequence of priority, that we would consider uh, important steps on the ladder to success. You know, if you do these things, I don't know how you would miss being a howling success in, uh, in your endeavors and in your, and in your enterprise, okay? Uh, so as I go through them, I'll give you, uh, in, in many cases, I'll give you the uh, Mr. Hubbard's quotes that support these points. Uh, I'll also try to list out the episodes where we cover these in detail. There are several points which we haven't yet covered with episodes, and we will in the next 100. Well, you know, we haven't uh, been able to cover everything with you yet. I don't know when we will. 100 episodes in, and we have plenty of material to go over with you. We, we really don't need to repeat ourselves. So this has been interesting for me, too, because it's shown... Uh, show me what points we probably need to punch up a little bit over uh, the next 100 episodes. Now that we've completed 100, we're going to be covering more topics between now and number 200. But this will also serve as a reminder of what earlier episodes are covering so that you can review them. Okay, so there's a lot of points. We're going to cover them as fast as we can. And number one, the first point of advice would be to join WISE, you know, the business association that was created by Mr. Hubbard for the purposes of assisting its members with implementation of the Hubbard management system. It really makes a lot of sense. If you are engaged in this, I'm, I'm pretty sure many of our listeners are wise members, but there's probably some that are not, and maybe you've thought about it. But I'm going to tell you something. There's an article by Mr. Hubbard dated the 13th of November, 1970. It's called Planning by Product. And he says here, 
quote, one of the cycles or correct sequences of action is be, do, have. This sequence is often altered in orgs. Remember, org is short for organization. This sequence is often altered in orgs and even in individuals. Be is first in the physical universe. Do is second. Have is third. And we're on Hubbard. So it's one thing to do the Hubbard management system. But if the beingness is not appropriate, the doingness will not uh, emanate correctly. You know, if the beingness is one of, look, I am a standard uh, Hubbard management guy. You know, that's what I am. And that's, or girl, you know. And you start from that beingness, the doingness will naturally flow and the havingness will occur. You will have a model of admin know-how business. You will have a very prosperous business, a very stable business. But, you know, he who would have must obviously do, and he who would do, sometimes overlooked, must be. And being a wise member is a very, very good start. I don't say this as a pitch for membership. I guess it could be, but I'm saying it because it's a fact. If you adopt the beingness correctly out of the get-go, your doingness will start to fall into place, often overlooked. And I'm going to do a whole episode on B2Have. For one thing, uh, people are telling me, oh, well, you know, B2Have has been around forever. I've done my research. It started with Hubbard, so don't buy any other nonsense about that, okay? It is started with Hubbard, and I'll cover that in a future episode. So that's number one. Number two. Start listening to Business Wise Podcasts. And if you have uh, Mr. Hubbard's encyclopedic work called the Organization Executive Course and the Management Series, those encyclopedic works, I reference the dates usually when I go over uh, an article. I would recommend after listening to the podcast that you look up the reference by date and then re-listen to the podcast again. But it would be a very good point. Even if you don't uh, read the articles, we've had so many success stories, uh, testimonials from members writing us back saying how they're, you know, they've had highest ever production and statistics, even through the pandemic, and they've been acknowledging business-wise. So you really, it's an easy step, the 20, 25 minutes, you can do it while you're folding your laundry or walking the dog, many do. And um, yeah, there's really not much reason why you couldn't listen in. I, I don't say it for myself, I say it for you. So point number two, start listening business-wise and read the reference issues if you have the library. Okay, number three. Stop counting on someone else to master the Hubbard management system for you and decide to be a professional in it. Now, there's two things that are covered here. One, uh, there is an episode, uh, number 26, in volume one. It's called Three Steps to Causation, and we reference there the KRC Triangle. And I will just read a short quote from Mr. Hubbard on this. Quote, the points of the KRC Triangle are K for knowledge, R for responsibility, and C for control, end quote. So this KRC triangle, we can't emphasize it enough, but each of these points of the triangle interact. So if you would have more knowledge, you all know people who've got masses of knowledge but can't do anything. They can't control anything. And the reason is because their responsibility is low, right? So uh, you can have a wonderful certificate, which is worthless, or you can study on your own, take vast responsibility, and notice an incredible change in your ability to control. These are interactive points. And they don't work. You're not going to, no matter how much knowledge you seek, if you don't take responsibility, you will not gain that knowledge for use. And that is a fact, Jack. And uh, so those who hope that somebody else will take responsibility for implementing the Hubbard management system, well, they're in for a rude surprise. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Okay. The other thing is Mr. Hubbard wrote an article called Professionalism. 
I don't believe we've done an episode on this, but uh, I should. He says here in that article, quote, don't ever do anything as though you were an amateur. Anything you do, do it as a professional to professional standards, end quote. And that is uh, a really incredible rule for living. It certainly applies. If you're going to run a business, you're going to be an executive. Well, you should darn well know what you're doing and you should study about it and you should become a professional in it. Okay. Whether you're an artist, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a mechanic, it doesn't matter. You're running a business, learn the technology and do it to professional standards. Okay. Number four, be alert for and participate in webinars, seminars, and workshops presented by WISE or our nonprofit affiliate, the Effective Management Association. So, Our local chapters are called Effective Management Associations. We also have what we call vertical chapters, which are arranged by profession. So we have EMA Automotive, for instance, EMA Physical Therapy. We have EMA Artists. We have EMA Renaissance for uh, uh, Black and Indigenous entrepreneurs. Uh, They meet weekly virtually. The uh, local groups sometimes meet virtually, sometimes they meet in person. But the point is that there's also a central Effective Management Association, U.S., and they put on and sponsor boot camps and webinars, and your local group puts on seminars. And they, you are normally alerted to these things by email. Uh, sometimes you're contacted about it by phone or text, but keep an eye out for it and participate in as many as you can. You're always going to learn something from these uh, activities. And so, you know, pay attention so that you can participate if you can. Okay, that's, that's going to help you a lot. It sort of creates an environment, a culture around you, oriented around the Harvard Management System. All right, number five, understand your wise membership benefits. I have found that many members, many who've been members for decades, really don't know all of their benefits. I mean, obviously, you have the model of admin know-how workbook, which is a guideline for implementation. And, uh, you know, you have your local meetings and so forth, but there's quite a few benefits. I'm sure some of the members listening are surprised to hear about the policy referral service, for instance. So if you're going to be a member, also take responsibility for learning about your benefits and use them. And of course, we have to take responsibility for making sure you understand them, but uh, it sort of works both ways. Okay. You can join the finest gym in the world and never go, and you're still going to die, um, you know, way overweight. So if you want to, get in shape, join a gym by all means, but you better go to work out. All right. Number six, join either a local or vertical effective management association or EMA, or if you don't have one in your area or there isn't anyone, for instance, we're probably going to be starting EMA real estate very soon. But uh, if you want to start a vertical EMA, contact me. You can write me at info at if you want more information on WISE or local EMAs or chapters. Or if you want a copy of this checklist after I put it all in writing, write me at info at wiseeastus.org and I will send you the checklist and I'll help you either start an EMA or connect you up with one, okay? But that's really important because then you've got a group around you that can support you. It's a peer group. They have similar realities to you and they help you focus and implement and keep you honest to, to a degree. Number seven, take a hat with a group. You know, do do something to help that group. Take a function with that group. I mean, guys say, well, you know, I want to join, but I don't really want to take a hat. That's really kind of self-defeating. There's a term Mr. Hubbard uses called contributism, and I'll define it for you. It's from an article, 27 May 1971. He says, quote, contributism is a philosophy in itself. You also would apply it in economics. One contributes, one is contributed to. By others contributing to others who then contribute back when it's also benefited. Hey, look at 
Our society is built on contributism if it's built well. When people are helping each other, you know, you read about the Old West and people came to each other's assistance, you know, putting up barns and uh, helping each other out in a tight spot. Contributism is awesome. It's just an awesome philosophy. And if you apply it yourself with regards to WISE, with regards to your local chapter or EMA, you'll be shocked at how much more benefit you'll get from the technology and from WISE and the EMA. So figure out what you can do. It doesn't have to be a huge hat. can be, but it doesn't have to be. But take some sort of a function with the group, an official one. Okay, don't say, well, I'll help, but don't give me a hat. No, that's, that's for um, the week of knee. Okay, eight. Start on and complete the model of admin know-how program. So we provide you with a workbook in WISE, which gives you step-by-step implementation. We even number the pages so it's easy to follow. You know, you take page one, and when you do whatever's on there, and you read whatever's on there, and then you turn the page over, and then it says two. So you know that's the next page. So you read that, you do that, three, four. It was on, I think, 264 pages. By the time you're done, you have a model of admin know-how business. I, I don't know how to make it simpler. We're, we're trying to figure out how to create a model of admin know-how that you can just put under your pillow and you can just sleep in the morning. You wake up a model of admin know-how and your business is perfect. We haven't figured that one out. As soon as we do, we will send that along. But for now, I don't know an easier way than to just follow the workbook. Okay, if you don't have your workbook and you lost it or it's in the bottom of a drawer, you can't remember which one, write us and we'll send you another one. Uh, info at wiseeastus.org. Okay, number nine. Ask your EMA chapter to assign you a mentor to assist you with implementing the MAC program in your business. Nothing wrong with that. People who complete the model of admin know-how are often eager to help another member get through. So, uh, you know, you can do that if you're in a bit of a bind. Talk to your EMA director or your the model of admin know-how in charge of your local EMA chapter and say, hey, you know, is there anybody who would be willing to work with me and give me some help? Remember the earlier point, though, don't uh, divest yourself of responsibility of study and implementation, but getting a little guidance is not a bad idea, so you can do that. That's step nine. Step 10, buy your secular Hubbard College reference set and read a reference a day. I have gotten so many people out of trouble by just reading a reference a day. You know, it's a great policy to have. It takes 10 or 15 minutes. You might end up reading more than one. Uh, The Hubbard College reference set is... Very inexpensive. You can use it to train your employees because it's all secular. In other words, non-religious documents. And you can show it to people. It's it's the Hubbard Management System, you know, pure and simple. And the more you know about it, and just by reading a reference a day, you'd be surprised how often the reference you're reading is the exact one you need that day. And then you also know what you can show your employees and what you uh, and your fellow executives and so forth because you know what's in there. So I think there's 12 volumes or something like that. Read them, one a day, and just start with the first one and just go through it. Or find what interests you and read that first. But read one reference per day. All right, number 11, monitor your outflow. Now, episode two of volume one, Outflow, uh, business-wise, we talked about it. So important, I made it the second episode of volume one. In there, uh, we give the datum from Mr. Hubbard, quote, outflow is holier, more moral, more remunerative, and more effective than inflow. End quote. That's from 6 July 1959. This is really important that you monitor it. You, you need to know how much you need to know what because all inflow is proportional to an outflow. And if you're not outflowing or your outflow is dropping, but you're not aware of it because you're not monitoring it or you've changed your outflow, but you have no record of what you sent out three months ago that created the affluence. You don't keep a file 
or a folder of what your promotion is for that month, well, then you're going to be pretty dumb about it, aren't you? So monitoring your outflow, I go over this with members again and again. It's very, very important. And that's uh, number 11. Okay, number 12. Buy and implement a stat management program based on LRH technology, based on our management system, such as the Master Tech Program or MAC.org, M-A-K-H.org. It's another version of statistical management. Also includes an org board system in there and other uh, aspects of the Hubbard management system. It's kind of a one-stop shop for implementation of Hubbard management. Again, if you want information on it, write info at wiseeastus.org. But the bottom line is, if you're not keeping statistics properly, then you're going to, you're just not implementing Hubbard management. You, you can't do much without your statistical data. And I quote from Mr. Hubbard here. This is from uh, 15 January, 1966. He says, the whole org is run on statistics. It is not run on rumors. The more you follow statistics and the less you listen to rumor, the better off you will be, end quote. So you better have stats implemented or by golly, don't come, don't come whining to me. <laughs> anyway, yes, you can go ahead and come whining to me. It's okay. And I'll just tell you to start keeping statistics though, you know, because that's what you got to do to start this whole, you know, party. Okay. Number 13. Start training on the Hubbard management system. You can do it online. You can do it at your local uh, Dianetics Center. You can do it at the Hubbard College. But start training. Or maybe with a, a wise consultant. Maybe you have a wise consultant who also has a training facility. Start training and keep improving your knowledge through training. This is a quote from Mr. Hubbard. He says, uh, this is from 12 September 1970. Quote, by actual test and practical experience, a fully trained on-policy executive will raise the stats of an org. An untrained executive will depress the stats, end quote. So if you're not controlling your stats, they're going down, you don't know what to do. The reason you don't know what to do is because you're not trained. So make time to get trained. I'm not saying you have to be uh, in a mad, you know, passion about it, but keep consistently training and you'll get better and better at it. Okay, there's lots of different ways to train if you want to know. How to get help on that, again, write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Okay, number 14. Now, this is only if you're a Scientologist, okay? Many of the listeners are, not all of you are. But if you are, keep moving consistently on your, uh, what we refer to as the bridge to total freedom, which is a gradient path of greater and greater awareness and knowledge. Uh, there are two sides to this bridge. And there's also something called the route to knowledge, which most uh, most of us do by extension because we're busy studying other things, extension courses, or you can uh, do it otherwise. But bottom line is, this is directly influencing your beingness. And remember, number one, you know, you want to enhance beingness to enhance doingness and havingness. And this is a really, really important way to do that. And if you're not doing that, I have got success story after success story. I remember interviewing a panel of members one time, I uh, was actually broadcast, and uh, I just asked them, you know, what's been your successful action? One for one, every single one of them were talking about how they had made their commitment and advances uh, up the bridge and that their businesses started to turn around with that. So, yes, there's tremendous power in the Harvard Management System, and you can do amazing things with it. Of course, uh, that's why we teach it, and people do. But if you also are moving up the bridge, uh, that's an optional thing for those of you who are Scientologists. So if you're not a Scientologist, of course, uh, you know, you may have other spiritual uh, things that you're pursuing that enhance you personally as a, in terms of your own beingness. So go ahead and follow those. But focus on your beingness, okay? Uh, not, not entirely, but, but don't forget about it and don't neglect it. Number 15, create your 
what's called an admin scale or administrative scale for your business and also one for yourself and keep reviewing and using it. Now, we have not done an episode on the admin scale, so you, many of you may be wondering, what the heck is he talking about? I'll give you a quick definition and then we're going to move on because I'll have to you know, pursue this in a later episode or series of episodes because it's quite a big subject. But Hubbard says here, quote, I have developed a scale for use which gives a sequence and relative seniority of subjects relating to organization. And he gives a scale from top to bottom. Goals, purposes, policy, plans, programs, projects, orders, ideal scenes, statistics, valuable final products. And he says, this scale is worked up and down until it is each item in full agreement with the remaining items. In short, for success, all these items in the scale must agree with all other items in the scale on the same subject. That's from an article, 6 December 1970. Yeah, I mean, if you have a goal to be the greatest gymnast in the world and you have a project to eat as much pizza as you can, these things obviously don't align. But, you know, you have to line up your goals, your purposes, your ideal scenes, you know. Uh, if you want to become expert in Hubbard management, you probably shouldn't hire people, uh, have a hiring program that doesn't take into account whether people are in favor of Hubbard management or not, because otherwise you're just building in things that don't align on your admin scale. Okay, so keep that admin scale in mind, create one and keep it in mind. All right, 16, review your personal and business condition per the conditions formulas and work on your formulas weekly. Oh my God, we could do a whole thing on that. I mean, a condition, Mr. Hubbard, I'll define it here, a condition is an operating state. Organizationally, it's an operating state, and oddly enough, in the messed universe, which we're talking about the physical universe, matter, energy, space, and time, he defines it as a messed universe, that's the initials, matter, energy, space, and time. So the messed universe, there are several formulas connected with these states. There are apparently certain formulas which have to be followed in this universe, or you go appetite over tin cup. That's from a lecture, May the 25th of 1965, and appetite over tin cup would probably be about the same as head over heels. That's what happens if you don't follow the formulas. If you follow the formulas for the correct condition that you're in, you will expand. Anyway, my goodness, we've done more episodes on the conditions than anything else. We have episode 60, volume 1, Trust and Betrayal. Episode 23, volume 1, When in Doubt, Work It Out. Episode 24, volume 2, Where Do I Start? Episode 14, volume 1, when You Are in Danger, Episode 9, Volume 1, The Danger Formula, Episode 54, Volume 1, Handling Emergency, What You Don't Know Can Hurt You, and then there's another one, Something Strange About Normal, uh, that's Episode 6, Volume 2, Episode 21, Volume 1, Handling a Broken Affluence, Episode 18, Volume 1, Handling Affluence, uh, Seven Things to Know About Power, Episode 5, Volume 2, Secrets to Handling Personal Power. I don't know, that was a bit of a jumble, but if you want the list, write me at info at those are all about the conditions, and you need to know your conditions, you need to know how to recognize them, and you need to know the formulas, and you need to execute the steps of those formulas. All right, number 17, do the affluence attainment formula. Episode 16, volume one, affluence attainment. I'll just quickly quote it for you here. Quote, a formula for achieving the condition of affluence, which consists of one, hard work, two, in ethics, three, standard tech or technology, four, doing the things that one, not new things untried as yet. Five, applying the formula the condition one is in. That's from an article, 22 December 1967. Wow. Do all steps and you will attain affluence. I know I went over that hurriedly, but episode 16, volume one is on this in detail. Use that formula and you will get into affluence. 18, get hatted on what we refer to as PTS, potential trouble source technology, 
clear out or handle any PTSness or suppression in your environment. So suppressive person is a person who seeks to suppress or squash any betterment activity or group. That's from Mr. Hubbard. Suppressive person suppresses other people in his vicinity. This is the person whose behavior is calculated to be disastrous. Another name for antisocial personality. So suppressive people exist. Don't be such a wide-eyed, you know what, walking through the, you know, valley of death. There are people who have bad intentions. It's thankfully a small percentage, but they do exist. And there's certainly enough disastrous circumstances around us. These are caused by those types of people. And then you've got people who are an effect of those people. So PTS, potential trouble source, is by uh, definition a person who is in some way connected to and being adversely affected by a suppressive person. He is called a potential trouble source because he can be a lot of trouble to himself and to others. Hey, you need to be utterly skilled in this area of detecting and handling uh, suppression and potential trouble sources who are the effect of suppression. You might even be the effect of suppression. I don't know, in which case, get that out of your environment. If you can get that stuff out of your environment, out of your business, out of your family, out of your, you know, day to day, you will start to prosper. I could say this is one of the most important elements of this whole uh, thing. We haven't done any episodes on it, but uh, and we're gonna. But this is a really important item on this checklist. All right. Kind of related that number 19. Learn the tone scale cold and use it to keep yourself surrounded by high tone people as much as possible. Hey, you can't always choose your family. But uh, you can choose your employees. You can even choose your customers. Uh, you can choose the people you do business with. Look them up on the tone scale. The tone scale is a gradient scale, which shows the emotional tones of a person with an arbitrary numerical value given to each level. This is an official definition. This scale can be used to uh, predict human behavior. So uh, you will see people that are kind of always in fear. They act a certain way. People are always angry. They act a certain way. You can predict what they're going to do. I won't say always angry, but tend to be, you know, chronically. These are all arranged on a scale, and you need to know the scale. Boy, do you need to know the scale. It's probably one of the most important survival skills, because if you have around you people who are low-toned, you will your survival will be brought down. So know your tone scale inside out and backwards, and that comes with training and it comes with practice, and there's no substitute for that. All right, number 20, train your employees on the Hubbard Management System using wise, authorized, secular training materials. Don't make stuff up, please. Use standard authorized materials from WISE. If it's not authorized by us, if it's not written by us, you know, you don't see WISE on it, then it isn't, you know, somewhere uh, in the document or, or a lecture or whatever. It's not authorized and it's probably been altered and it's probably not accurate. So just use WISE authorized materials. Uh, I've seen some scary stuff written by people. I've seen members write their own stuff. It's pretty scary. You know, just use the WISE authorized stuff. We go to a lot of work to make sure the stuff is correct and uh, available to you. So just use what we've made available, okay? Save yourself some grief. Uh, episode 31, Volume 2, The Secret to Having Great Personnel goes into this, but train your employees. If you think it's cheaper not to train them, it's way more expensive to have untrained personnel. Okay, number 21, take responsibility for disseminating this technology to others and actively disseminate. It is your planet too. Expand your game. Look, you're either expanding or contracting. You're either growing bigger as a being or you're not. And you grow bigger by playing bigger games. And you can figure that, oh, well, my bigger game is I'm going to op open, I have three gas stations, I'm going to open 20 gas stations. Okay, great. But are you improving the world at the same time? This is an important question to ask yourself because that is truly what the bigger game is. How do you take responsibility for society? How do you make it a better world? 
And if you can start orienting yourself around that more and more, you will grow. And your strangely enough, your knowledge and ability to implement the Hubbard management also improves. So, you know, if your group is having a seminar, talk to your neighbor, talk to your um, friends, talk to your associates, talk to your vendors, bring them to the seminars with you, you know, you know, pull up the pants and, and start um, being a big boy or girl and, and, and do your part. It's not that scary. I have had no one had their head lopped off by talking to someone else about Hubbard management. It's never happened in my 30 plus years of doing this. Okay. People don't bite, get in communication with them. Tell them about it, man. They're struggling. They're having a rough time. Give them help by directing them towards Hubbard management. Quit being so quiet about it. Okay. And participate with your local chapter or your vertical EMA and bring your friends and associates. Okay. And take responsibility for disseminating. All right. Number 22, take on another member as a mentor. Okay. So if you've been mentored, the best exchange is to mentor somebody else. So once you have your model of admin know-how uh, in, you can talk to your director or your model of admin know-how IC and say, look, I completed the model of admin know-how and uh, I'd like to help somebody else get through now because I got help. And that would that actually expands your knowledge even greater. Has to do with the KRC triangle. Um, you know, the responsibility factor has now increased. You're not only just taking responsibility for yourself, you're taking responsibility for somebody else and you will find your knowledge will increase as well. That goes back to that earlier KRC point. All right, 23, span your attention occasionally by doing other activities to extrovert you. All right, I've often recommended the book Problems of Work. Uh, if you want to know more about this, read Problems of Work. But you would be amazed, you know, if you do a lot of work in the office all day, it might not be a bad idea to go out and pound in some fence posts. Uh, if I don't do stuff like that once in a while, I just lose it and I'm not alone. I think all of you should figure out ways to span your attention and uh, do something different. And that's very, very healthy. Okay, number 24, don't neglect your friends and family. Okay, so the friends and family, these are parts of something called the dynamics. Now, we've talked about that. We probably need to do a whole episode on this. So let's define dynamic. A dynamic is a surge of energy within a person which is seeking to promote. This is an official definition, which is seeking to promote the survival of something. As one looks out across the confusion, which is life or existence to most people, one discovers that there are eight main divisions. These are the eight urges, drives, impulses in life. We call them the dynamics. These are motives or motivations. And then it goes into them in detail. Um, I'm not going to go over every single one of them, but I will tell you that family is certainly one of them. Taking care of yourself is one of them. You know, working yourself to death so that your body is a wreck is not going to be very good for your business. Not taking care of your family is not a good idea. Not taking care of your community is not a good idea. These are all compartments of life. Don't, don't neglect them because they will eventually come back and haunt you. in your own affairs, okay? 25, point number 25, push power in the direction from which you get power. Now, this is, uh, if you review the episodes on power I went over earlier, uh, this quote is in there, Mr. Robert says, and lastly and most important, for we all aren't on the stage with our names and lights, always push power in the direction of anyone on whose power you depend. End quote. That's from 12 February, 1967. Hey, look at if your mom's helping you, make sure you help your mom. That's pretty simple. You know, if you've got a buddy that always is there to help you, make sure you take care of him. And you'll find that the power factor expands and expands and expands. If you've got a local business that's been sending you uh, uh, customers or clients, make sure you take care of them too. Push power in the direction from which you get power. 
push power to Wise. If Wise is helping you, then uh, this is one good reason to get your membership. Just push, It makes our membership bigger, stronger, um, more effective, and more able to influence the world around us. So, you know, power is important, but push it both ways. Don't just accept it. Figure out how to, to push power in the, in, in the direction from which you are getting power. That includes your boss, you know, or if you've got a good boss, you know, take good care of your boss if he's taking care of you, and he'll do, he should do the same with you. Otherwise, you might lose a great employee. All right, number 26. Use the communication formula and keep your communication lines clean and efficient. So I find this badly neglected these days. You know, people not returning phone calls, not answering letters. I'm sorry. The person you called cannot be reached now. Please leave a message. Wow, man. You know, if you think you can do that to others, you don't think others are going to do that to you? Like, keep your communication lines clean. And don't abuse them. Don't, don't send some nasty letter that you wouldn't want to receive yourself, you know? Uh, if you have something nasty to say, go see the guy about it and, and, and have it out, you know? Wouldn't you appreciate that? Uh, don't have hidden communication lines talking about somebody else, about how bad they are and blah, blah. You know, just think with what you would want to experience for yourself and practice those disciplines with other people in terms of communication. It just, how much better would um, our group be and stronger it would be if we all made it easy for us to be in communication with each other? We returned calls. We did what we said we would do, et cetera. So that's basically it. For those of you who don't know what the communication formula is, uh, communication is the interchange of ideas or objects between two people or terminals. Note that he uses the word interchange. It goes back and forth. The formula of communication and its precise definition is cause, distance, effect, with intention, attention, and a duplication of effect of what emanates from cause. Very briefly, we've gone over this in earlier episodes. I probably should do a full episode on this. All right, number 27. Be aware of the ethics level around you and report or handle appropriately out ethics. Out ethics of a business nature should be reported to WISE. You get the condition you fail to assign and enforce. So um, this is really important. You might think it's not important. You know, if somebody wants to be unethical, that's their business. No, it will come around and bite you. You know, that guy, you know, who runs a, you know, a shady auto repair shop, you know, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do good work. And next thing you know, your daughter's in an accident and the person blew out a tire that he got from that auto repair shop. This is, this is just how it works. <laughs> we're in it. No man is an island to be corny about it, but that's true. You know, we're all integrated. Take responsibility for the ethics level around you. Mr. Robert wrote in an article, 20 October, 1967, he says, you get the condition you fail to assign and enforce. It is more than policy that one gets the condition he fails to correctly and promptly assign and enforce. It's a sort of natural law. If you let your executives goof off and stay in, let us say, a danger condition, yet you don't assign and enforce one, they will surely put you in a danger condition, whether it gets assigned or not, end quote. Yeah, sure, you let your guys be slack, you're going to pay the price. So put in ethics, there's technology to it, there's know how to do it. Uh, it's better, you know, in the old days, they used to have a, you know, in the Wild West, they, you, he did it with a six gun. There's better ways to do it. But that's one way to do it. The important thing is to do it. Okay, final one uh, on this checklist, number 28. We're now over 35 minutes. This is a way long episode, but it's kind of special. It's episode 100, so I hope you bear with me. I hope you've listened this far. Number 28, recognize that it is your job to build a better world and get involved and busy without pointless excuses. I left this one to the end because... Uh, I think it becomes more and more real as you get these earlier steps of the checklist. Hey, it's all of our job to build a better world. It's not just 
you know, that guy over there is his job to fix the world. No, it's not just my job. It's not just your job. It's everybody's job. Uh, and if we all recognize that, recognize means to see something that is, right? It's not like you make a choice about it. It is your job. Whether you recognize it or not, it is your job. Take responsibility for making a better society. Whose job? Who else's job is it? You know, who got, who got born with this, you know, star over their head that, you know, you are the one who will take responsibility for a better world. No, every single one of us have been born with that star over us. So do it without pointless excuses, please. You know, come on, guys. We're all busy. You, you think we're talking to guys that aren't busy? So, well, you know, you don't understand. I'm really, really busy. Uh-huh. We can't all be so busy that we can't make time to build a better world. So um, I'm pretty busy, too. And in fact, I have to wrap this up because I got to bash off and do a seminar. But, you know, busy people are the best people as far as I'm concerned. So why wouldn't I ask you or someone else to take responsibility? Okay. And get involved. All right. My goodness. Did we ever go too long? It's a double episode in actual fact. So um, I hope you listened this far. If you did, I hope you got something out of it. As I said, I'm going to craft this into a checklist. I might even add a few more items. But this is pretty good. If you do these 28 steps on this checklist, roughly in that sequence, I don't know any way that you could fail. But once again, I am the king of unheeded and unasked for advice. You probably didn't ask for this advice. Now I've given it to you. But I've supported it with uh, Mr. Hubbard's data. And I hope you will follow it. Because if you do, I'm pretty sure you're going to have a lot, a lot of success and a lot of happiness. And as a result, we'll probably also have a better world. So thank you very much for listening. Those of you who've been listening, uh, loyally through 100 episodes, man, I so appreciate you. You guys are incredible. I, and I love your successes. I love your emails. I love your comments. So do the other staff in my office. We read them and we, it, it really makes what we're doing rewarding. You can't imagine, uh, we wouldn't probably do it if we were doing all these and, and we didn't have your feedback. I don't know that we would have continued. We probably would have, but I don't know. But it, it but certainly it gives us a lot of zest and, and energy to read that. So please don't hesitate to write us back. You may have questions. Uh, you may need to have a college reference set. You may not be a member. Uh, there may be things you've decided to do as a result of this uh, 100th episode. Please, uh, let's hear from you. Info at wiseeastus.org. Thank you so much for listening. We start the next 100 next week. And um, yeah, thanks again.